Well, my toilet just kicked my ass. <laughs> Should that be the other way around? <laughs> my ass kicking the toilet? Yeah. I don't know. I was inst- You were here. We were just reiterating for the, the listeners. I installed a fancy butt scrubber. <laughs> butt scrubber. Uh, bidet. I finally just got one of those because I thought that'd be cool. Got a hot water one. And my sink hot water thing, the valve was broken off. I just moved into this house. I did not know that. And I couldn't turn it off. And so now it's just ice cold water that shoots up your bum hole. Not as pleasant, especially in the wintertime. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how to fix that. I mean, I could figure it out, but I don't really want to. Hurt my thumb. Hurt it bad. There was blood. So, you finished Sleeping Beauties yesterday, right? No. Uh, you finished the time machine. I did finish the time machine. And just just for you, because I know you're going to be happy about this, that I'm over halfway done with the Jeff Lemire uh, Bloodshot comic series. Well, that's cool. So, as soon as I'm done with that, those will be in your hands to, to, yeah, to check out and read. So, that means... By the time, which I haven't announced yet, our next IRC episode is going to be Jerusalem by Alan Moore. You have plenty of time to pick that up with us and start reading, right? No. You're not going to join in? No. I... Maybe maybe if I, like, I, uh, like if I listen to the first couple episodes and just see, like, how, not, like, not terrible, mm. but. If we hate it or. Agonating? Agony. I, yeah. I figure. I figure that agonizing. Would, that would uh, that would be a good way to describe probably reading that book. I read on uh, some of the reviews. Like someone said, there's a I think it's eleven chapters of a kid choking on a cough drop, and somebody else said there's forty pages of Finnegan Finnegan's Wake esque talk, which is as we talked about before, pretty much nonsense. So uh, and actually, he posted a, a paragraph from it, and it was. Uh, didn't know what was going on. It was nonsense. So I, I don't know. It's, I don't know how I feel. It's literally like a. It's like a death from a thousand paper cuts. I feel like it's gonna make me want to reread Moby Dick instead of finishing that. Yeah. Like I think that's what's gonna end up happening. Is I would rather reread Moby Dick and House of Leaves. Well, do you even know like what the what the story of the Jerusalem is? Like, is there it's like, like magic and prostitutes and drug addicts and. It's like the history of the town he grew up in, too. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of English shit I don't understand. Oh, yeah. I also picked up Neil Gaiman's uh, Graveyard Book, so might, uh, just because you don't know the premise of that because you're asking about it. It is about, it starts off with a murderer in the house and kills a whole family, but the baby manages to escape because it's one of them little, I don't know if it's a toddler or just like a small baby, whatever, but it's one of those ones that likes to, you know, climb out of its crate, yeah. uh, crate, <laughs> it's a crib. And uh, it ends up going to a graveyard, and the reason the book is called The Graveyard Book is it's like The Jungle Book, how Mobley in The Jungle mm. Book was raised in the jungle. The boy in this book, I believe it's a boy, gets raised by dead people and ghosts in a graveyard. Interesting concept. Yeah. And I think it's a kid's book, but it, uh, just from obviously the first sentence, which That's, is like a guy with a yeah. knife, and then he kills a family, I think it's a little more adultly written, just not. No game does a pretty good job of uh, not being offensive while still having what would I consider like offensive topics, like murdering a whole family, so that'll be interesting. Um, he just does it in such like a like pretty like yeah. like a uh, you know word soup kind of like you know way. Just like oh, it doesn't seem that that heinous. Doesn't seem that heinous. Not like my cold anus <laughs> from my heinous toilet. 
So what's today's topic? I have an idea. Okay. After these messages from our sponsors. Bidets. Bidets. If it works out, <laughs> maybe I'll reach out and see if we can get some bidet sponsors. Welcome back. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I know you love it. We all do. Right? No. No? Anyway, I am your host with the most, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Auckland Anus Annihilator Church. Or... If you want another alias, you could be the Auckland Ass Assaulter, just to be more simple. I feel like we went with Ass Assaulter, though. Probably. I think anything to do with bum holes, we kind of... I feel like I've been an, uh, an Ass Assaulter someplace else. Oh, man. How did I never use the Birmingham Bumhole Butterer? <laughs> that seems like a good one. Damn, that just came to me. Uh, you guys I, got a twofer. I wish my fiction was as... came to me as easily as these stupid fucking names. These and the Surge bits. The Surge... <laughs> The su- surge. Did you say the S word? <laughs> do you? No. No, Caleb. Do not go into surge. Have you ever? <laughs> Have you ever sexually accosted Jeff Lemire in a men's room bathroom? Surge. Touch the dinkle. Damn it. <laughs> I was on a good streak of not doing the surge bits. Poor Jeff Lemire. He didn't deserve that. He's a good it's guy. Like, it's kind of like that old, um, bit from that one Lucy episode where he's like, uh, she's learning from that clown and it, the, like the clown gets like dumped from his wife. So every time they mention the wife's name, he like freaks out. Like. Yeah. You know, and I love Lucy, the whole history of it. Ricky Ricardo never actually says Babalu. Where did that come from? Remember they always go Babalu. Like Ricky Ricardo doesn't say Babalu. I don't think he does. You know what? Maybe he I, does. I, I think, think at the club, I think he like. He did it maybe once. You know what he de- definitely didn't say though? Lucy, you got some splaining mm. to do. That he didn't actually ever say that. That's made up. That's racist horse hockey, probably. You know what's crazy? If you ever can go and, uh, because they've been doing like every, like, once a year, they either do like a Lucy or like a Dick Van Dyke or something. They take one of those old shows and they replay, but they colorized it. Mm-hmm. And you see what the fuck those people were wearing where they were filming that stuff. Do you ever see the colorized pictures of the monsters? Because it's black and white, white, everything had to be like neon pink. To get a different kind of, like a weird different shade or to make something stand out different. Yeah, to get the hues of gray and black different. That was, that'd be weird because if you were just there filming, it wouldn't be at all like the, like, you know, scary. I mean, it's not supposed to be scary, but what if they, I'm pretty sure they did horror Mm -hmm. movies like that probably. Well, that's like, like, like I said, like what the Lucy said, like, you know, they always got the, like, uh. Bright, like a really bright jacket on with mm-hmm. like, like just because like they need like we were saying they needed to needed to be that way so it shows up differently in the black and white. I think we need to stop talking about 70, 80 year old TV shows. Um okay. Or we could just talk about that though. No. Uh today's episode is um what I think is the most important writing advice that people if you tell them that like if you're a famous writer and you told them this advice, they'd think you're just being a dickhead. They'd be like, oh, duh. Like somebody asked you, what's the most important thing, to, you know, for an upcoming or a new writer? One, obviously, write. You, know, you say that, they won't punch you in the mouth. But if you're not writing, which we know personally, yeah. that when you're not writing, you're yeah. not doing shit. Yeah. So uh, you got to write. 
which goes right into the second point, which is also super important and simplistic. You got to finish what you write. Yep. Doesn't matter how great of a writer you are, if you have 800 starts of a story or novel, but you never finish the fucking thing, then what are you doing here? I mean, uh, who's that one guy? Didn't he do that? Didn't he just... Every chapter- well, I don't know if that was... Uh, I just assume that's what happened. <laughs> like, it was just a bunch of his manuscripts. Uh, what was it? If on a Winter's Night, A Traveler, I think was the name of that book. It's just like every chapter is the start of a book. But he did make it into uh, overall narration. Like, there's a story there about this guy trying to find this book. Um, and each book he gets is like a printing error. So, regardless, he did at least cobble that together. Uh, if you want to do that, folks, you can. Just cobble all your stories together, throw them out into the world, and everyone will love you. Well, I mean, that's the uh, that's one of the weird things with, like, uh, you know, literature and, like, or just self-publishing now and things like that. And, uh, well, well, he's just, you know... Uh, like new age writing or you know stuff like that you can do like weird random things like that probably mm-hmm. and people wouldn't bat an eye here's what i yeah now it's all the experimental fiction yeah. and stuff and people's attention spans are so short that maybe they would love to start a new book every chapter i don't know when it comes to finishing a work we'll just use a short story for an example obviously if you don't finish the short story you can't submit it anywhere you yeah. can't nobody's gonna read it you know you fuck i've done it every every writer's done that a million times we all have folders or, you know, if you're old school, actual binders or notebooks full of just unfinished stories. But here's the here's one point I do want to say. Here, I actually just ask you the question first. When do you quit on something you're working on? Like, if it's just not it, – when, it, when it's dead on the page, when do you just say, you know what? I'm going to work on another project. This is done. Because I've done that a lot, but sometimes that's been a good thing. I've given up on something and I am end up doing something a lot better. Yeah, it just it kind of depends on this. If the thing that I'm working on, I'm not feeling it, and also like if I'm haven't made that much progress on it, mm-hmm. it's easier to just like like you know if you've only done maybe like a page or two, and and you're just like, well, I got this other idea, or this you know just something else seems to be coming out easier. It's it's I find it simpler to to drop something that way, mm-hmm. other than like if you're 20, 30,000 30, words into a story. A tougher, but... And yeah. then you just... Uh, and I, I mean, like, and it might be good to take a break from that uh, to just, uh, especially if you're having trouble with it, to, uh, you know, uh, clear yourself out creatively with something else. Mm-hmm. But you you just, uh, you know, I find a lot of times, that at least, at least with me, that I never then go back to finish the thing. Yeah. Well... Even if you don't finish something, say that 30,000 word, which is essentially like a novella at that point, um, even if you didn't finish, like that, say that was a novel you're writing, and you just, for whatever reason, it's dead on the page. You just, the, the idea you thought was good, you thought it was magical, but then when you get to it, you're just like, mm, like it, it peters out. Mm. These things happen. But that doesn't mean you can't, when you're working on something else, use that for spare parts. Oh, yeah. Like an old broken down car. You know, maybe uh, the transmission's still good, or the brakes are still good. You take parts off of that thing. There's a character you really like. Yeah, like a character, maybe some fucking dialogue. You can take whole the whole thing. Um, even the narration stuff. There's all kinds of things you can strip. You can just strip that story down and repurpose it, or even the idea itself. Maybe you just wrote it the wrong way. Sometimes, which I've had this problem is I give up on something because I realize the point of view's wrong, or uh, like say maybe I wrote it in first person and it should have been third, or vice versa. There's a lot of little things like that where it might not even be the actual story or the idea that is wrong. It's just maybe uh, 
like a good example was I think I wrote a story once where I think it was the protagonist, uh, or no, the story was told from the point of view of a killer, I think, and uh, or no, vice versa, it was the uh, the victim. It was supposed to be told from the perspective of the victim, and I started writing it, and then I it started like dropping off for me. I was like, ah, I, just, I don't know, I feel this isn't working. Realized it should have been told from the killer's perspective and made it a cooler story, and then that ended up uh, working out. Sometimes you just a shift like that. It's just not a big, like it's a major change if you wrote thirty thousand words and you have to go back and change all that because uh, like that first your minor story, yeah, that full novella. I finished it and everything, and then on the edits, I just like I fucking. I didn't like the. T- I wrote it in present tense, and I didn't like that. It wasn't working for the story, and I just never went back and changed it because it was too hard. Now, do you think that'd be something you could do now? Like you like that wouldn't give you as much trouble doing now? Yeah, I think that my well, my skill set's definitely better. Or um, would you just rather, since you've kind of wrote that story already and you kind of know what you have to do, but you just have to change it? Do you think it would just be easier to just rewrite the thing? I think honestly, like for that story, it would be better for me to just uh, take it for parts. Because if I rewrote that story, it's been so long, I don't think I'd be able to get back in the same mind frame I was when I created it. And I'd, uh, like, I wouldn't understand the character anymore, what he was going through. I wouldn't be able to really get into the motivations as much. And I mean, that's a good thing sometimes, like, uh, because I'm always a strong proponent of when you finish something, let it sit for a while yeah. before you do any rewrites or anything. That way you go into it almost as a reader. You go into uh with fresh eyes and you kind of have to pretend like you don't know what's going to happen in the story. Like just to see how an uh, actual reader would uh judge the story versus the writer because the writer's always going to love it. If you go into like a story like that, uh like that minor story for instance, and you go, well, this isn't working. I'm going to change this, but you're still in the first draft. That's a lot easier than going back after the first, or because I, I think I did a couple drafts of that story. So, like I said, it was completed and I was ready to put it out. And then I was, when I was doing like a final edits, I was like, like, because I, I did, I, I gave it time. I, I let it sit and I came back to it as a reader. And then I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't work for me. It's just not an enjoyable read. Like the scenes were cool. But the actual pacing and everything, and mainly the the tense, and uh, even the the, because I think it was mostly just from the protagonist's view, and I didn't think that necessarily worked for some of the scenes I had set up. So, the to cobble or to go back and fix all that, I think that'd be too hard. Um, have you ever had any problems like that where you wrote something and then you go, "Hmm, this would be better in first person," or you know, "This would be better written in this way," or "This would be better in a different time period." Yeah. Well, I know that's just like some of my um, problems getting started with the story is figuring out that, you know, first person, third person, past ten, you know, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, but no, my big problem is working through something until it's finished and like just not, you know, anything, uh, uh, you know, longer than like the, like the smaller, like, uh, uh, short stories we put like on the website, like anything longer than that, is like getting a good chunk of it done and then not actually finishing mm-hmm. finishing it. Really, you know, finishing the first draft to go, you know, to give it time to sit and then do the rewrites. Well, what kills you when it comes to not finishing a longer work? Because for me, a lot of the time, it's because I take too long between writing sessions. 
that's also another one that'll kill me is I end up losing the passion for the story because say you're not doing it. Usually I'll start hot. Like that one story I was working on for like a month or two. Like I got like 6,000 words in quick, like within a couple weeks. And I wasn't even writing every single day. I was just writing here and there. And I still got that, you know, that out. But then it started to slog. And then like a week or two went by without me even touching it. And I would go back and I just, I couldn't, Yeah, I couldn't get back into the story. And I, it's, you know, dead in the water. And then also too, like I also think I also had like these ideas that it's like, you bite off more than you can chew with it. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, I got this cool idea. If you did this thing and that, and then you know you're trying to get into it, and then you that's when you realize like the work and like the yeah. setup and just like the uh One of the big kicks in the nuts is when you um you go into a story with a really cool idea or a really ambitious idea, and like you said, you bite off more than you chew and realize to write that story, it's above your fucking skill set. It's above your pay grade. You can't. You're not equipped to be able to write, let's say, uh, a story that has three subplots and multiple character yeah. arcs that go on separately from each other and then merge at the end. If you never wrote anything close to that before, that's going to be really hard to get into. Uh, Stephen King does things like that yeah. a lot where he'll have multiple characters and they join up. Well, I was going to say even uh, Stephen King is victim to that because like Under the Dome, like that, he. I remember him saying, like early on, like that was an early, like that was like a early, uh, like for, I think like first couple book, like idea that he had, and he said that he started, and he was just like, I, I wasn't. He's like, I wasn't ready. Mm. He's like, I wasn't ready to do, <laughs> <laughs> to do too this. much work. Well, that's yeah. another thing. Like, even if your job is just a writer, like say you're a Neil Gaiman type, like you're a famous rich writer. Uh, you can still go into something like, oh, this is too much work. Yeah. Like, this is more work than I'm able to give to this project in the time frame that I, especially if a deadline or something, the time frame I can finish it in. See, a weird thing you can see that it play out in is, like, in, like, comics and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, you have these writers and stuff who can, like, do, like, these, like, really good, like, smaller character set pieces. But then they come to, like, the big, like, summer crossover event. Like, they can't do that. But like, and that guy who can do that big summer crossover event, if he had to do like a like just like a six pod mini series on like some random X Men characters, that's like a big character study. Like he couldn't do, he couldn't yeah. do that. It's just it's really weird. Uh, with like a d- different writer's skill set and just what they you know what comes naturally for them to do. Mm-hmm. As I work more. I learn more about myself and what I'm capable of doing and what is – because I do like to challenge myself. I do like to write things that I definitely am going to crash and burn and maybe not finish, but I like trying it. Yeah. Another thing that keeps me from completing work is – and this is kind of a lesser thought of thing – is the setting. Sometimes I go – and usually more – not so much like where the story takes place, but when. And sometimes that just kills my story before I even put it to page at all. Is I go, oh, this would be a cool idea. But is it modern times? Is it the 90s? Is it 1800s? Like, how am I going to tell this story in a way where, let's say, I have to be able to say, well, this is how you work around cell phones. Yeah. Because maybe it's a story that would work in modern times better, but I can't envision cell phones and computers being involved. Uh, maybe it's a story that would be cool as like an old western but I need technology to be able to give information to certain characters or something. 
Yeah. That's like, uh, we've talked about uh, a couple episodes ago about, like, just, like, the science part when it comes into this, like, science fiction. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many kind of, like, like, uh, different, like, like sci-fi kind of ideas that I've come up with, but I've, 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 as soon as I've come up with that, that idea, I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea. But the execution. But I have <laughs> no idea or, like, the re the amount of research that it would take yeah. to, to even to make it sound plausible, that it doesn't make me sound like a moron. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, when we interviewed Benjamin Cross, it took him 10 years for that first novel. And granted, his work schedule obviously had a lot to do, but, like, the research he was saying about, like, submarines and stuff he didn't know about, he had to do research on, and that... That's a, everything you do is going to be a time suck. Now, obviously, if you have and, and that's if you can stay on point and do and doing the research and not like, oh, I'm gonna do this is gonna be a research day. Yeah, and then next thing every day is a research day. <laughs> or, there, or, or, or no, and then the next thing you're watching, you're like looking up like cool anime reviews on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that definitely happens a lot. What about the physical act of writing? Does that ever kill your story just because the actual, you know, yeah. for you typing, just sitting there, type, 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 sometimes, like, that might seem too tedious or that's what you're not looking forward to? Like, the story's cool and you don't have a problem with that, but to well, actually put it into the words. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've got to be like, all right, I get, you know, like, I get home, uh, you know, I get a shower and everything, and I go and I unplug the laptop, and I'm like, I'm going to get something to eat, and then I'm going to work on this thing. And then it just sits there on the table <laughs> for the rest of the night, staring oh. at me like a scorned lover. I'm I'm ashamed to admit this, but I know you understand. There's multiple times in my life where I sat in front of my computer, or more realistically, set it to the side yeah. because I'm like, I'm gonna look something up real quick, or I'm just gonna watch five minutes on YouTube and then I'm gonna go to it. And I've actually watched like every few. 20 minutes, whatever time goes by, I've actually looked over and watched as my computer battery just goes dead. Because I don't have, yeah. uh, like, I just have my screen, because we do the podcast on here, so I always have the screen just permanently on. Yeah. Remember when we first recorded, like, one of the first few episodes, I didn't realize when the, it goes to sleep mode or whatever it does, like, it just stops recording. Yeah. So I turned that off. So I literally would just watch my like a laptop <laughs> die as I'm watching horror movies and shit. And like, but I'm like, if I shut it, that that's it, cements that I'm not going to write. Yeah, tonight. yeah. But like, if I don't shut it, of course I'm going to write. I'm always going to go over and write. I'm just I'm taking a break. I'm taking a me time. I need this right now. I'll get back to it. I'll get over there. Uh, well, I can't right now. The battery's dead. <laughs> like, charger doesn't fucking exist. Uh, so that's that's one of my uh, that's my dirty little secret is I just watch my computer die like a fucking idiot, and just, <laughs> just like a, like a dirty cuck. Just yeah. That's why this is gonna be hard, but I'm gonna really try to stick through it. This the first novel I'm writing, I'm gonna write it in my notebook first. Oh yeah, the gonna, whole thing, the whole thing, the first draft in the notebook. Uh, because for me, when I do that, then when I put it, like, transcribe it to the computer, that's actually really easy for me. I say, when you do that, are you basically then just looking at the, like, the notebook and just yeah, type, and just literally just typing it up? I got mad typing skills, yo. So, uh, I don't gotta look at that goddamn keyboard. You're, you're a henpecker. That wouldn't oh, work yeah. for you. You're a big old henpecker. Yeah. I am, uh, proficient with my 90 to sometimes 100 Words well, per minute. I just I just didn't know if you would um would read it like you know well, I guess it would depend on you know it would be different like if you're doing a whole novel because it's gonna be hard to remember everything from beginning to end after you know like you know yeah, what I mean I if you did, I, was, I guess I was more thinking like if you wrote like a short story 
by hand and like if you actually would or just the, the act of writing mm. it down like okay now it's kind of in my head i'm gonna type it and like some things might change or yeah. whatever other than just looking like you know what i mean kind of like you're taking notes kind of well another dirty little secret of mine and we might actually talked about this before one of my problems with writing just like i use google docs normally sometimes scrivener if it's a longer work one of my problems is when it comes to completing stories is my tendency to constantly want to rewrite while I'm writing. Like the yeah. next day I go back to it on the computer, you know, I see it. And I was like, oh, well, I could just change this real quick. I could just change that real quick. Oh, this whole, you know, I don't rearrange this whole scene. Yeah. I just do that to death. And then the story dies. Like I just get sick of it. But if you're doing it by hand I, you and I do write it in pen, I can't change that. I mean, I could fucking cross shit out and stuff. And then, but like, that'd be such a hassle that I wouldn't even get into the story at all. So I think that's going to help me. Hopefully. Uh, we'll we'll try it out. We'll see how it goes. Um, I do get hand cramps, <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. that could be a little problematic. But I might get used to it if it worked for Shakespeare and all these fools that wrote with feathers and fucking. Well, you see, you don't have that 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 uh round like neck thingy, you know? Round neck thingy? That like the big poof thing? Oh yeah. Did... I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna help with the hand cramps, but <laughs> I think if you wore it, it would help your writing. Is there a name for that? Rom I'm neck. sure there is. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's my plans for the foreseeable future is uh, I, I think I'm about halfway throughout. We'll talk about this off air, but I'm about halfway through outlining the novel. Maybe not halfway. I don't know how long my novel. That's another thing is how, especially when you're writing longer works, how long do you want it to be? One thing that kills a lot of my stories, which is stupid. Usually this is when it comes to things I wanted to submit or even put on the website is uh story length so if i'm like i only have five thousand words or 2500 words to work with i have to tell the whole story i always want like my tendency is always to go over yeah um I, it's not even though i know i'm not supposed to especially if it's first mission you can't but i always in my head is like oh i'm all right over then I, I hit that mark and i'm like well fuck and i have to cut shit down story's not even over and i was like yeah fuck it i'm just not doing it anymore but that's kind of a stupid thing i should still finish the story and just publish it on yeah. the site or elsewhere or whatever but also just depend on how much time you have on the submission just finish yeah. it and go through it because you might be able to cut things yeah just you know once you finish it you'd be like oh i didn't actually need that mm. you know that those couple paragraphs there or for me as long as i can finish the first draft um other than that minor story i have no problem in the editing process and rewrites i actually like that more than their initial writing I can go back and change things all day. I'm happy. I can sit there for hours. It's just the initial first draft fucking sucks. It's hard to get through. It's like running a marathon in really shitty shoes. They're just like, ah, this hurts. This is awful. I don't want to do this. But regardless, there's no reason at this point in our writing careers that we are not finishing projects. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, have you finished your current project? You uh, were making progress on it. I was uh, I was making progress on, on the longer story. And then now I'm uh I'm closing in on just like a like kind of like a longer flash fiction piece for like the website Mm-mm. just just to trying to I was just kind of using it as like a pod cleanser to just kind of it's a take a break a little bit take a break and it's a and it's, and it's something different it's kind of more of like a 
like a like a war sci-fi kind of thing. Mm. So it's something also a little bit different and just, uh, you know. It's like when you're reading a novel, you can go and read comics. And it yeah. doesn't really affect the novel. Well, that's why, like, you were getting on me about uh, reading Sleeping, uh, Sleeping Beauties. And I think maybe one of the reasons that it was, I was also having trouble with that, too, is because I was just come off from reading, like, two novels. Yeah. And then trying to go into a bigger novel to where I normally have, like, a ratio of, like, I'll read, like, a book or two and then go on like a string of, and, and, and stuff like that. So that was another reason why I dove into those Lemire uh, Bloodshot books, too, because mm-hmm. I know they're a quick, easier, kind of fun read to, you know, and again, uh, a palate cleanser to, into, until I get, get to the next novel. Now, do you ever find that when you start, even if it's a flash fiction story, while you're working on something else, that kills that first story? Or at least your ambition to finish writing that first story? Because I've... I'm hit or miss with that. Sometimes it does work as a palate cleanser yeah. for me, and I go back refreshed, and I'm just like, all right, I can go back with enthusiasm and gusto. But other times, I'll just usually what happens is I'll write like a flash fiction or a short story to take my mind off of whatever else I was working on. I was like, I'll get back to that. But then new ideas pop yeah. in because of that one. Say it's like a flash fiction story. I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be cool. You know, it'd be cool because yeah. usually with those, you have such a limited space that. You finish them, and then your mind has all these other ideas that normally you would put into a longer work, but because it's a flash fiction, you can't, but then that makes you want yeah. to do other ones. Um, It kind of depends, like, again, like, because I kind of had that with, like, the um the Butcher story. Both the, the Butcher story and da- Daily Rounds had, like, long, like, longer breaks than there should have been of of being completed, mm-hmm. Uh, especially that, that first draft on those. But I, you know, that's the thing. I try to at least like the longer ones. Now that there's like, there's been something well wrote in like less than a page of like less of a page of something, and then went to go and start something else. Mm. And like I've never went back to that thing. Yeah. It's not even a half a page left. <laughs> you know, one thing though I have noticed because I know a lot of writers worry about this, and it's why they don't complete stories. Is say you're writing a fifteen thousand word story. Usually, as a writer, you go into a story you know, maximum overdrive, you're flying through it, and then you always hit a wall. Yeah. Well, say you get into the the story, and initially you have a good writing session. Everything you're writing is fucking glorious. You just got magic coming out of your fingertips, yeah. semen coming out of your cock. You're just loving yeah. life. Then you hit that wall, and then you get those writing sessions that are just slogs. 50 words. You know, you sit there for two hours, and fucking 50 words come out. Or you sit there, and you're just like, Write, 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 delete, delete, delete. And it sucks. And you have all these awful writing sessions. And then maybe if you grit through it and stick through, you get another great one. And you fucking knock out 5,000 words or something in a night. What I've noticed is no matter, because I've read some of my older stories that are like longer fiction. I forget which one. It was like Can you 12, tell like when you're reading them, like this is much of been whenever Well, that's I was what I'm having. getting to. It was like twelve or 13,000. Maybe it was the Japan story. I, I forget which one it is, but... One of the stories I reread, I did this like a month or two ago. It was, uh, I was looking for that exact thing. It was one story where I had a lot of struggles, especially in the middle part. And as I was reading it, I couldn't tell which part was, you know, the shit days or the good days. Mm. It was all because in the editing process, you fix what you should, yeah. you know, it was shitty. And I, I just, you don't know. It's just your voice, it's your words, and it just comes off as the whole story. And the, Unless you really, really fuck up and just put out garbage, your reader will be able to see that and go, oh, it's just a story. Like They yeah. don't know that 
this one little scene took you three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know that you just fucking hated this one character so bad that you just completely eliminated him from the whole story. And uh, like, they, they don't know those things that you only know those things. That's why I think it's really important that even if it's something shitty or you think it's shitty, try to finish it. Do your best to finish that story because you never know when you go back, it might be like, Oh, that's not actually that bad. Yeah. That, that, or at worst, it'll be passable. Yeah. I mean, it's very rare. You like, if you're an adequate writer that you're going to write a story that is, you might write something boring that nobody wants to read, but it's very rare. You're going to write something that's like complete garbage. And like, we've like, as we've seen, especially in, you know, in these more modern times, like it's weird. What, what some people find that they like. And, mm-hmm. you know, so you never know, like that thing. You're just like, Oh, this is hot garbage. Nobody yeah. like what, and then that ends up being that could be one of your more popular things. I've had that. We both had that happen. Where stories were just kind of shit out in a night or something that we didn't think would anybody would care yeah. for. Just like a one of those little random ideas. Not even one one of those ideas that bugs you and yeah. sticks within. You have to get it out. Just one of those ideas. You're like, yeah, that might be cool. Uh, or, like, or, or, uh, that's an easy one. And usually I write those because I'm avoiding something else yeah. that I'm supposed to be working on. So I'll be like, oh, I'll just write this idea real quick. But yeah, nobody's gonna like that one. But whatever, I'll just post it in, you know, content. And people are like, oh, that's so great. Oh my God, let me suck your dick. And we're like, whoa. Okay, but still, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that never, that never happens. Do you think that happens to like, who's a really ugly writer, but the famous? Like um, most of them? No, no, no that's rude. I don't want to actually insult somebody. I'm trying to think of a writer that's a dickhead. Well, can, I mean, well, can you name a handsome writer? No, Gaiman's pretty handsome. He's British. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of writers are distinguished. Um, this actually goes on to a, uh, another topic, just because we're talking about sexy Neil Gaiman. This will be a complete sidebar from what we're actually talking about. But I wanted to do an episode on this, but I didn't really want to, like, shit on the youth or even us. Um, but I will bring it up. I just want to pose this to you. Can you name any really famous superstar authors under the age of 40? Probably not. Okay. Can you name any super famous superstar authors under the age of 30? No. Probably not. Well, uh, so the, the, to be fair, though, I'm not... Reading modern. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not the hip, trendy... Well, here's you know, the thing, not, though. If you're super famous... Like, I couldn't like, could name you, like, any, like top like famous music people now either <laughs> like so yeah but here's where i'm getting at i think stephen king wrote carrie when he or like published carrie when he was like 26 28 or something neil gaiman had a bunch of shit out when he was in his 20s uh what? hemingway was a superstar in his 20s like it seemed like in the older days these writers got big in their 20s and became household names whereas now I mean, who was the last one to do that? Maybe, like, J.K. Rowling? I mean, I guess you could say, like, a Stephanie Meyer, though I wouldn't... I don't know how old she is. I just assume she was younger when she wrote uh, Twilight, but I don't... Well, I, think I, that, I just don't think it's the same now. Well, I think that has that might have to do with also, back then, you didn't have as many people writing. And the medium was more popular because TV and stuff wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, and especially back then, too, like... A twenty-year-old's voice mm. on something—it it could be compelling, or like thing, you know, like a twenty-year-old's voice now on something. Like, shut the fuck up! You don't know anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's because twenty-year-olds in Hemingway's time were fucking like war veterans and, and stuff. And now, we, yeah, you do have young veterans, but it's not the same. They weren't in World War Two or and anything. And then also, my my other part to that is too is also now 
that uh, like how not that many people back there now, but everybody wants to be a writer now. It takes so much longer. You know, our new our new buddy uh, Benjamin Cross, we were just saying, took him ten years to get that mm-hmm. first novel road, and and put and maybe if it doesn't take you that long to write it, but to get it you know, worked out and to try to find an agent yeah. and a publisher to get, you know, to get your first big thing put out there. Like, it's not, That's you why know. so many just indie publish, which saturates the market with fiction, too. And it's tough out there. I, I don't know. So it, it's hard to to describe or just to figure out what's good and what's not good. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting because it just doesn't seem like the young gen- younger generation, like people in their 20s now are creating... At least fiction. You know what I would like to go to? Um, I would like to go to a like a book convention or a or a fair, but like not like the ones like like we because we've seen those ones like, but it's more on the writing. I want more like it's like a comic convention, but it's books. So you just it just it's just floor full of writers with tables mm-hmm. with their work, just like hey, this is what I'm doing. That'd be interesting. I, that, I think that would be that that would be cool. Like you could get a lot of different kind of people, you know, in their work. I think that'd be interesting. Isn't that what the Dragon Con's kinda like? Maybe, I don't know. But I think it's like sci fi see here's the thing. I any convention that I've seen kinda like that is uh usually just not even genre fiction, usually sci fi specifically. Uh, maybe there's also fantasy, like sci-fi and fantasy. They have conventions. Right? Well, I think those are the more people likely to to go to those things. Yeah. Like I don't Which know. Makes sense. Like a draw, like you know, like a drama. P mm. like people, literature. Though I think the literature people might because they like to get get together and smell their own farts. You know, smell good. Smell nice when you got an ice cold bidet shooting <laughs> freezing water in your bumhole. Last topic of conversation before we end this. What role? And this is actually a big one because uh, I would say it's a big one for me, obviously, probably for you, too. What role does technology play in you not finishing work? Uh, If you didn't have TV, TV, streaming, movies, mainly YouTube, your phone at all, uh, even a fucking laptop that has easy distractions, social media. Because that's the the double-edged sword there. It's like the technology... That's stopping me from writing, but also if there wasn't that technology, I probably wouldn't write at all. Yeah. Because as I've said before, like I could, like if I, if all we had to write was like typewriters, never, you'd, you'd never, be done. no, I wouldn't even try. Means you don't want it bad enough. Means you're not cut out. Means probably you're a puss boy. <laughs> I can pick on you for eight hours in a row. This podcast is really long. It's eight hours, and it's just Caleb yelling at Spencer. Call him a puss boy over and over again. I would write because I just enjoy that act of writing. Um, and I like typewriters. I actually thought over the years buying a typewriter like a pompous douche. My problem is the the whole ink. Yeah. And it takes longer. What's the point when you got a computer? Well, I'm just with my spelling and grammar and stuff like that. It'd be, it'd, it'd be a, a waste to the rainforest. Like, Spencer, I don't know how you manage this, but I think you just wrote a series of Chinese haikus. <laughs> like, what is this supposed to say? I don't know, man. <laughs> this is why I need the squiggly lines. <laughs> I need the squiggly lines, man. <laughs> They're very important. The red ones are when I spared something, and the blue ones are when I just say something funny. <laughs> you know what ones are evil? The green ones. <laughs> when you come across the green one, you know you're done fucked up. Like, this one's orange. What is that? <laughs> what can that possibly mean? Look it up. Orange just means don't write ever again. Oh, 
Don't you like whenever you, you know, when you get the red squiggly line and you go up to it to see what, you know, and then just like, don't, I don't. Like the, like the computer's just like I don't know <laughs> what you what you what you were trying to do here, but you know what I'd like to see become a thing because I think it would be hilarious. Woke culture meets editing technology, <laughs> so you just get like fucking squiggly line, like rainbow squiggly lines. Mean you're being a little homophobic. Like <laughs> <laughs> black squiggly line means you're being racist. Like just different <laughs> color squiggly lines. It just means like you're doing off. Like they set, finally have some kind of algorithm that could just you know, predict what you're doing. Like, a- even if it's just like accidental racism or, uh, uh it would be endless too. There, there'd be so many. Maybe we should create that. Sure. Everyone, oh, everyone yeah. would hate us, but we'd make a lot of money. I'm sure I that's would just, something we could easily do. Oh my God. I would just love to put like a Hemingway book through that and just like the sexist color, whatever that one is. Can you imagine putting like a, a, a HP Lovecraft or just uh... lights up on fire? <laughs> Robert uh, E. Howard. Yeah, put an, put an old Conan story in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially those late ones. <laughs> Good lord. Like, well, you can't even read this to edit it because it's just a bunch of colors. Like, all, all the letters are just squiggled out now. And just the whole system just crashes and burns. Uh, anyway, folks, if you have a problem finishing your work, well, fucking fix it. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty more reasons we can come up with, but I think, uh, like I said, the two most important things for a writer, writing and finishing what you write. Because if you don't do those two things, nothing else matters. Like, you want to give somebody a writing device, those are the two things you have to do. Now, if you do those two things and you still aren't making it as a writer, well, that's a topic for another day. There's plenty of, uh, usually, um, and I'm going to steal this one from Neil Gaiman. It probably means you need to go out and experience life more because yeah. you might just not have anything to, to talk about. about. Yeah, you might like you it might have stories that you think are kind of interesting, but you know, for somebody who's actually out living, they read that and they're just probably bored. Well, I mean, like, well, just like look at anything like Hunter H. Thompson wrote. Yeah, he uh, really was living. <laughs> He's living hard. Uh, if you folks want to check out some of our fiction, you can head on over to drunkenpenwriting.com. Do we have anything new? Not recently. I don't think so. We had some stories the last couple of weeks. I got a couple more submissions floating around too, I think, but I don't know. You can check us out on Twitter where if you don't follow us, we will follow you home with a knife. No, sorry. That's Graveyard Book again. In the um, dark. Whoa, that's just fucking wrong. I like them to see it coming in the in the daytime, not the night. Uh, Drunk Pen Writing at Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Facebook, Drunken Pen Writing, and YouTube at We Don't Post Videos because Caleb needs an editor because he doesn't feel like doing it. Spencer, why don't you just fucking take a video editing class so you can do it for me? Either that or you record the videos and I edit them. One of the two. How's your broadcaster voice work? You've been working on that secretly. Still shitty. See, that's where I would uh, just dub in, like, uh, the dude from The Simpsons or something. Yeah. Who has a great bro- You know what? Fucking who cares? Uh, anyway, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, DPW out. Sorry, I just want to be like Jocko, your buddy. <laughs> Ew, that is that what, That's what he always says. I don't, I don't know. I never listened to his. I'm pretty sure he just says, he always says, Jocko out. That seems, just, seems every time I'm just like, douche. <laughs> <laughs>